2: I like the sound
0: of. that. Hey, we're here again to review another amazing episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. This one is part 3.
2: Hey man, spoiler alert. Let's uh, let's, let's slow that roll. You got you got the episode title correct. Good job.
0: I'm bearing the lead here a little bit. Uh episode C <laughs> I screwed it up. Part 3 of Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi. Uh and uh I am Steve and I am here with my colleagues on the Wretched Hive podcast, Dave, Scott, Greg, and Nico. Good morning, gentlemen. Peace. Good morning. Good morning. We are pumped to talk about this one. This is an exciting episode to say the least. I was the only one that hadn't seen it when we spoke last. And uh since then I've seen it three times, including another shot at it this morning. So super excited to talk about this one with you guys. This one aired Wednesday, June first, directed by again Deborah Chow. Is Deborah gonna direct every episode of this
2: series, I'm assuming? That is that is my understanding, yeah. Mr. Baldwin.
3: She is shooting the moon on this one. Well, good on her. She's doing a good job so far. Yeah. Let her direct all the Star Wars. She's crushing it. Uh written
0: by the same crew, Joby Harold, Hannah Friedman, and Hussain Amini. All right, so this one opens up, wow, guys. It's,
2: it's hard to believe. Steve likes a Star Wars product that doesn't have Dave Filoni on the writing credits. I'm just <laughs> going to throw that out there.
0: Well, it's only because, you know, Kathleen Kennedy brought Filoni together with Favreau, and that's the only reason we have the series. So, got to be listed on this, right? That's right. Um, all right. Eventually, you got
1: to
3: let that go. I'm just saying. I, I am. I am <laughs> <laughs> and, and yes,
0: I am an absolute shill for Dave Filoni. I will own. I, I can own that for sure. Greg, it's still too fresh for him. It's still
3: it, way
1: too uh, obviously that, wound, <laughs> that lightsaber
0: wound uh, was was not cauterized as they it's normally deep. are. It's deep and there is a lightsaber wound well it's a laser wound I don't
2: know what is it a laser That's the, wound? yeah, yeah. Ar- arguably the most violent Ooh. thing I've ever seen in a Star Wars product is in this episode That <laughs> is no wound
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although it is Star Wars so maybe the trooper recovered
2: you never know. Yeah. Well, it's amazing that the
3: stormtrooper actually hit something. That seems very off brand. <laughs>
2: well played.
3: And I and and I I also want to point out it only took 50 years but Sheriff Taggart was right or I'm sorry, uh, Mel Brooks was right. You can absolutely Fool anybody into stopping at just by putting up a toll booth, apparently, because somebody has to go back and get a shitload of dimes. Go back and get a-, a
0: shitload of dimes
3: <laughs> for Obi Wan so he can get through the toll booth. There.
0: All right. This this uh, this part opens up. I I keep wanting to say episode. I gotta I gotta get yeah. away from that somehow. Episodes or films? Yeah. Parts or TV. are TV the TV shows. Yeah. All right. Part three opens up with uh, Ben obi-wan who's humbly and he's sort of he's broken down he's humbled now he's going by ben seemingly reaching out to his master qui-gon he's saying are you there master are you there and he's processing the fact that anakin skywalker is alive
2: scott yeah oh yeah alive he's alive
4: Alive. He's-
2: this this has to be making him feel like even more of an abject failure than he has felt for the last ten years.
1: Mm. <laughs> I couldn't even kill my own mentor. I mean, my own Padawan.
2: Well, no, just you know, the the Jedi Order fell, but at least I at least I killed the betrayer in our midst. Oh wait, mm, no, I didn't. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: And by the way. The fact that I'm trying to protect his two children in secret and now he's alive and theoretically could feel them in the force anytime if he's smart enough to figure it out. That's got to be just an absolutely crushing, overwhelming feeling of defeat. If you've ever been in a low moment and just thought you were as low as you could get and then the world comes – the universe comes around and proves you wrong, that opening sequence is for you.
0: That opening sequence where we see – Again, Anakin in the back to tank with the tubes and the scars, and he's got tubes coming out of, of, of every orifice, and he's and non orifice and non orifice he, <laughs> He's just messed up. Yeah. Um, and Ben is hearing, you know, Riva's voice taunting him. Obi Wan, yeah. you know, he hears Yoda, he hears, um, he sees the. Well, I don't know if he sees it, but we see the chains that are helping Vader in the back to tank. Um, he, is, he hears is, Anakin say, don't make me kill you. You know, he's flashing back to those last few moments with Anakin.
1: This is this is where I really give the editors and uh, sound a lot of credit because the flashback sequences, I, I said it with the first episode, but also with this one. These moments where you're getting, he's reaching out to Qui-Gon. The only thing he gets from Qui-Gon is the flashback memory of him, you, you must train this boy. Right. That's the only thing. And here he is in this anguish moment <laughs> where it's like, He's still alive. I didn't right. kill him.
0: Is this one of the first times that Ben has reached out to Qui-Gon, you think? Because he's like shunned the Force. He's stayed off the grid so that he wouldn't be found, I, we think. I right? don't know
3: that it's the first, because it's at the very tail end of uh, you know Re- Revenge of the mm. Sith that, that Yoda tells him that there's a way to communicate with Obi-Wan through the Force. So he had to have tried that at some point.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's true. All right, so then we flash to Darth Vader on his throne, which taking is, a shit, taking a dump, um, <laughs> and uh, just more wired. What do you guys think of the scene uh, in Vader's castle, Vader on the throne? Do you ever do you have any reaction to that?
1: Anyone want to take it? Or?
3: Um, uh, well, I, I'm I'm gonna steal what 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 I read. Um, or what I heard from a, another YouTube video is that you know you uh, Obi Wan makes mention that Vader is more machine than man, but you never really get a picture of that. And in this one, you see yeah. them, you know, literally plugging in the uh, the chest piece. You know, all of the limbs digging into his skin. Um, you understand what that means being more machine than man now. And yeah. I don't know that anybody ever really did prior to this.
1: Yeah. He in- oh. I was going to say, Greg. That's awesome that you pointed that out because the—I mean—the only other time really is when he gets his hand chopped off by Luke, mm. um, and then in *Revenge of the Sith*, when he's being built, it—other than the burned flesh where you see on the operating table, everything else is very clean and neat looking.
3: I, it's, yeah. He's obviously in pain. I mean, he's screaming in pain, but yeah, you don't see right. like like the violence in, yes. inherent in becoming Vader, yeah, and I it's think- it's really graphic.
1: The chess piece moment that you mentioned is just that sealed it for me. I'm like,
3: oh god, when you see those prongs going in, to yeah, your actual chest. And those prongs are those prongs are like you know five six inches long, so it's not yeah. like they just are hanging on his chest piece there. They're sinking into his flesh. Yeah, yeah. I, there was another moment that maybe comes later in the
0: episode, but uh, that made me think back to a an Obi Wan quote from Episode Four. Um, I, I think I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but Obi Wan says, "You're only a master of evil, Darth." You know, and I think in this episode, Vader is just pure evil. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to seeing that a little bit later. But man, some of these these I I, I have a better understanding of why Obi Wan knows these things in Episode Four. I mean, he experienced it. Yeah, in this episode, and really the first time we're actually seeing it. I think. Yeah, it, it's well, in live, it's, ac- it's, in live it's, action, I, live I action.
3: question I question whether it's evil or whether just motherfucker holds a grudge because you know he he yes the the acts are despicable and yes he's acting evil but he's doing it because he knows it will draw Obi wan out you know the wanton violence yeah. walking through the town is not for violence's sake it's to draw out Obi wan is what it is what it's all for because he wants that fucker to pay yeah, and,
2: yeah, and and there are some moments here where it it it. His violence is done with very deliberate purpose later yes. later in the episode. Yes, agreed. He's, he's not being evil for evil's sake. Motherfucker's holding a grudge.
0: Yeah.
2: And I don't want to spoil who he's holding the grudge against.
0: Right. Well, but he's okay. holding
2: a grudge, and he's exacting some, some vengeance. Yeah, but I we, we I want to go back to something later, you were yeah. saying earlier, Steve, about how yeah. you, you get a sense of, you know, oh, how does he, know, you know, we now get a better understanding of, why ben kenobi uses the words that he does in episode four a new hope Mm -hmm. and i that's been something that's really really impressed me about this series and the writing in the series so far is that it's this is all you know retroactive continuity right it's a it's a retcon this is not a story that was envisioned when lucas wrote the original script for episode four a new hope and everything that's happened in episode four a new hope Mm -hmm. has held up over those 45 years Without this series and for the most part, I don't think any of us have had a lot of questions like, wow, there's an unfilled plot gap there that really needs to be addressed someday. So I love that they are are really kind of dancing between the raindrops and that they're telling a story that wasn't envisioned to be a part of the overall story originally. And they're 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 doing it in a way that doesn't interfere with what's come before and after. And there's they're filling in some gaps and giving some things that happen in episode four. A lot more depth and meaning than mm-hmm. what we've ascribed to it for 45 years. It's a that's a very delicate thing to do, and have the unmitigated gall to have it be an excellent story in its own right instead of just a writing exercise. It, this is very, very well done.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's not to say there aren't a couple little hiccups or things there, but I agree with you, Dave, for the most part. Well, that's... oh, it's
3: it's <laughs> it's not. But yeah, absolutely, it's not perfect, Scott. I don't know that anybody, any of us. Right. um are are naive enough to not naive enough or just are, I right. think we're willing to overlook the the small flaws in yep. this because the story is so it's it's really a compelling story I mean it's such a great character study in in fear and paranoia and revenge and anger and trust I mean, it's there's so much that's going on in in the subtext of things. Yeah. Uh, there's layers upon layers here that you don't see in a typical Star Wars uh, property.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I'm and like I agree, I agree with Dave and everything you were saying. I was just pointing out, you know, I think because that we've had these moments uh, with other episodes or other, I'm sorry, other shows and certainly the sequels, that there is a maybe a little sense of jaded feeling with the way that they write certain things. And it's not that I'm trying to give Obi-Wan a pass. I think Obi-Wan is shockingly good, like right up there. Mando and and Obi-Wan are just insanely good. I just noticed a couple little funny moments. What Dave was talking about, I I really feel, connects so much more to that moment, like you guys were talking about with the dialogue. I just still find it funny that there are a couple lines in A New Hope where Obi-Wan, you know, he says a couple things where now you look back at the series and you're like, really? That's right up around the same time or within five years or less, and you can't remember hearing your own name? Oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's a name I haven't heard in forever. I'm like, "Mm, not really. How many people have said (laughs) (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi has been said how many times on this show so far? Yeah. So... You well,
0: I, I think I think that's all great analysis. And I think it's it also kind of highlights and not to get too far off track here, but it does highlight some of the missteps that that Lucasfilm has made. For example, Solo, um, if you if you take a look at what they did there, boy, it's you know, I think they've learned from what they've done wrong. Yeah. And to use Dave's analogy, they're they're dancing between the raindrops and. Um, a little bit with a little bit more agility than they've done in the past yeah. a little bit less fan service and they're just doing it right. And it feels really good. It feels really yeah, it good. Really right does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. All right. So Vader's on his throne. He's talking to the third sister. He offers her the position of grand inquisitor. Should she find Ben and basically says, you're going to die if you don't. Yeah. So he's, he's full Vader mode there. Um, we jump to leia oh, and...
2: well he's just being a good boss hang on he is
0: <laughs> setting hang hang setting he's the setting out goals clear objectives expectations
2: <laughs> the task is 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 very clearly defined there can be no mistaking about this like i i mean kudos to you Vader. management 101 right there
4: i mean <laughs> I, I have a couple questions
1: about this moment besides his incredible management skills um go ahead. so does this mean they're retconning? The Grand Inquisitor's no, you death. You gotta hold that mic up to your mouth. You got is is you the gotta eat it. <laughs> is is this retconning the Grand Inquisitor's uh mm. death from rebels?
2: At... I yeah. I, I I think we don't know yet. I, I agree with you. That's a extremely pertinent question, but I think we need to see how this whole story plays out before we we can Really jump up and down and scream about it just yet. And we haven't yeah. really
0: talked laid this out on the show yet, so why don't we do that? We know that Rebels takes place in about four or five years from, from the current place in the timeline where we are with Kenobi. Yeah. And the Grand Inquisitor, assuming it's the same bald-headed, striped-headed person, <laughs> <laughs> is alive in five years according to the current timeline. And we just saw him with a lightsaber through his midsection maybe last episode maybe
1: so. this is a way of saying this is why he looks so much different he went on a weight loss program with a <laughs> lightsaber through the gut maybe that's why know?
0: his head is skinnier and <laughs> else. Yeah, it, all right yeah it,
2: yeah no i i agree there there's a there's a potential definite problem there yep. yeah yeah but believe... they still have three parts yes. of yes. the show left with which they could resolve or explain that away so i'm not I'm not prepared to throw tomatoes at the screen on that issue just yet.
0: Well well done, sir. And I can't yeah. believe that Master Filoni would let such low hanging fruit by the filter, the uh, story filter there. True. I, I just, True. there's got to uh, be something up. That,
1: well, that was for great. Isn't there Greg, a story right? group? I mean, I'm not <laughs> yeah. trying to take anything away from Mr. No, no. Filoni, but
2: isn't there a story group that's kind of charged with uh, looking over these things? Yes, there is, sir. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. So, Leia and Ben on the transport. Making their way uh, to escape, um, Leia asks Ben, "Can't you make this thing go faster? Use the Force or something?" And Ben says, "No, that's not how it works. Have you ever been afraid of the dark and then turned on the light?" Um, and she says, "Yes." And he says, "That's how the the Force feels." I thought that was kind of a nice little touch. It was, uh, but I'm going to have a little. Teaching. I'm going to have a little fun with this.
1: I got to be the one that's going to throw a couple little wrenches into the plan here, but um, kind of. Is how the force works because it's they're talking about trade routes and stuff. They're on a trade route. They're not on a. I know he's talking about light speed, but isn't that the whole? I'm stealing this from somebody else online, but this is such a great thing. I had to bring it up. Isn't that what the whole plot of Episode One was? They're on a trade route. The dispute to, of trade routes to to use the force <laughs> right to
0: trade routes. to make a up settlement in Star Wars again. What hmm. is the deal? I don't know. Maybe you can do that, Obi wan all right. Ben and Leia land at the mining planet Mapu- Map- Maputo.
2: type. Maputo.
0: Sounds good. Excuse me. Uh, B- ben says, this used to be full of fields and families and the Empire ravaged it all. And then as they're walking on this path, I need your help with this one, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ben, ben sees this apparition of Anakin and... My son and I, Josh, talked about this for like fifteen minutes. What does this mean? He sees Anakin. Well, he sees this hooded figure in the distance that turns around. It's clearly Anakin. Yeah. In standing his... there looking back at him. Uh, what was your take on this? Nico, we haven't heard from you yet. Um, plug in here. What was what's your take on this uh this apparition that that Ben sees?
5: It means that he is losing his mind. Uh or he's Close to it, I think. Uh, I mean, we've been seeing him have the nightmares. We've been seeing Mm -hmm. him, you know, with all the flashbacks. And then now he's reconnected himself to the Force. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know that, you know, at the end of Episode 2, we see Anakin kind of look up and realize, uh, Darth Vader, uh, realize that um, Obi-Wan is around and, and, you know, alive uh, and connecting himself to the force. So I think that's what that is. A hundred percent to me okay. is uh, that's what that is.
2: Yeah. it, okay. it I, 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 yeah, I think it's representative of, of him understanding Vader's Vader slash Anakin is aware of him and is looking for him. Mm. And I think it appears as, as Anakin, because I, I, I don't think he's seen Vader yet. He's probably heard of a Darth Vader, but he probably hasn't seen Vader and doesn't know what Vader looks like. So he's, mm seeing this rep- this forest representation in a way that's familiar to him. And by the way, it was creepy <laughs> AF in the yeah. film. That was very oh, yeah. well done.
0: Yeah,
1: Can I, I'm going to reinforce what both of you said. I think it's even more than that. And this is what makes the show so hauntingly good, mm-hmm. is he's desperately trying to do what Yoda told him to do, and that's connect with his master, to find the balance, to find the peace and have that connection to the after-force or whatever, the afterlife. And the only thing that starts to appear to him is the vision of Anakin, Mm. who is in the Revenge of the Sith cloaks. But if you looked at that scene, if you pause that scene, I believe he does have the Darth Vader eyes, the yellow-red. So if you look at that again, Mm. it's even more
0: scary. Take a closer look. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's just haunting. What if it was a more literal... What if there's a more literal meaning than in this what if it was like a force connection like a bridge sort of like episode eight with ray and ben
2: is there a possibility that there's like a you're saying it's a force skype chat
0: yes like a little (laughs) like a little force uh yeah you think it's vader vader's trying to
2: possible the only thing is to your
0: point he doesn't (laughs) know what vader looks like i like that take because he he has uh, not seen vader
3: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> jump in here, a la Scott, and say I I think you're absolutely <laughs> right because I mean, in the sure last episode sure. when she mentions Anakin's when when Reva mentions Anakin's name, you know, that focuses on Obi-Wan's eyes that immediately focuses to um, Anakin's eyes that open inside the Bacta tank, and and they're aware of each other yeah, at that, that point. Yep. They've they've connected and found each other at that point through the Force. Thank so you. yeah, I I think I think you're absolutely one hundred percent on board there. Oh, now now I'm going to mess with
1: Greg on this because this is going to be fun. I'm sorry, I had to jump on this. By the this, way,
0: we need a shirt that with your face that says "I'm jumping in."
1: I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in. <laughs> need to make t-shirts, yeah. feet yeah. first, head first. It doesn't matter. Here we go. Let's go even further down this rabbit hole. If we know that that is a uh, thing you're using as a comparison, who's the one that orchestrated all that?
0: Oh, it wasn't
1: Kylo Ren. Ren. It, was, uh, it was the Emperor. The Emperor. Yeah. So. Oh shit. Yeah. So if that uh, is the connection, minus the fact that they have such a close bond and connection through all of the prequels, could that be something that the Emperor is doing to orchestrate a bigger plan?
0: Maybe. And that was that was also why we assumed that Ben and Ray could connect because they were so close. They had this, the twins, the Force twin right. connection or whatever it was.
1: Still makes me wonder why the Emperor really likes to see people shirtless. <laughs> why does he want Vader in the back to tank getting his parts put together? All right,
0: to Riva flies into the Inquisitor do it, do it, base. Do it, 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 do it. The Inquisitor base, I feel like they cleaned up the animation from the trailer Remember we were kind of How like, did you
3: not make Ian McDermott do that When he saw him at celebration
2: Because
0: oh, <laughs> that was An extra 200 bucks I'm yeah, sure wasn't, That,
2: that, that okay. wasn't covered In the $150 frontage fee Yeah I'm like here, Here's
0: my credit card He's like do it
1: Okay I've um, got my New photoshop job I'm going to take Steve's picture With the plexiglass bucks. In the photo And yeah. I'm going to have Him holding up a, a piece of paper He wrote do it on it Oh you could easily
0: Make a, a little bubble Over his head Do it Here's my credit card Do it Um Okay. Yeah. So uh, the I th- the animation on or the the digital enhancement, I think they f- I think they fixed that scene. To me, it looks a lot cleaner and better than it did in the preview. Which or one? in the uh, pre uh, <laughs> what do you call it the the trailer. first the first time we see that shot trailer the um in the in the. Okay, whatever I'm moving on um, the fifth brother <laughs> I'm going with the trailer I don't sometimes know my brain the yeah. fifth brother um, uses the force on the third sister when she walks in he's like that's my seat and lays her out yeah so is, do, is he more powerful in the force than she is and does that matter in the hierarchy of of inquisitors well, I think
1: I think that's going to play into the fact of who she is I think uh, what Nico touched on with her being the the little Jedi Padawan, maybe she isn't as powerful or as trained as these other more experienced Inquisitors.
0: But she has an in. She says, I just spoke to Darth Vader. I just spoke to our
2: boss.
1: Yeah, she's pulling rank. <laughs> and she's like, send the Darth probes Darth out. I Darth
2: Vader, you know, Anakin Skywalker <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> I got and I got that vibe too.
0: Um, I just spoke to him and um, he said to send the probes out so
2: yeah so per darth vader's last email <laughs> right. shut your pie hole right,
0: right. <laughs> uh and then you know i loved his response i will get what i deserve and i'm yeah, like too. dude yeah mm-hmm. watch what you hope for buddy yeah it's like come on you're setting yourself up <laughs> you're setting yourself up exactly for disaster all right uh then we we jump to the scene with ben and leia still trying to get off the uh the mining planet and uh He's trying to convince her, you know, don't don't talk, follow my lead, right? And uh, he's very negative. Did you, did you get that vibe from Ben? He's he's definitely not the the wizened Jedi that sort of goes with the flow of follow the force and you know all yeah. of that stuff that it, we it, have in Episode okay. Four. He's like, it's oh, this isn't gonna ab- work,
2: you know. Yeah, he's he's absolutely terrified of what's gonna happen. yeah. yeah. He, he's used to being by himself in isolation, and he's. <laughs> After 10 years of that, he's he's out here in the world, very exposed, interacting with people. And it's got to be just just a weird feeling. I mean, I go back to just, you know, what it was like to to be around a crowd of people after, you know, more than a year trying to stay isolated for COVID. Mm. And it was it wasn't terrifying, but it was an overpowering feeling. So yeah. I multiply that by like 10 years and even more isolation. Mm. It, it mm. I think he's doing a fantastic job with portraying this just general sense of terror that he has in every step that he takes.
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember even when, like, movie theaters and stuff opened up here, like, I didn't want to go out and be in all of that for, like, the first, like, few months of that. And then even my first time out, I was, like, looking around, feeling weird, and I'm just going to the movies. This guy's trying to kidnap a kidnapped child in the middle of a hostile, you know, galaxy. Yeah, <clears throat> there's a lot of feelings going on there.
0: Yeah. What is that? What is that kitty wearing? <laughs> it's wrapped in a blanket. Aww.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hello. That's <baby>. awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a that's great. I love that, you guys. Um, yeah, it's very <laughs> analogous to Can we just have the cat? What we've st- been st- through. <laughs> I know. Sit in front of Greg. The whole All right, time. so then so then we get Freck. <laughs> we meet Freck. Voiced by none Zach. other than Zach Braff. Oh, that's awesome! Um, what do you guys think of Freck? And uh, any any reaction to Freck? Who's the driver of the truck that pulls up? If you're I,
2: if you're unaware, I feel Freck. like Freck is a total crap weasel. First of all, but, <laughs> but he's
5: actually a crap mole.
2: Dave, <laughs> sorry, sorry, didn't mean to offend the weasels in the crowd out mm. there. But it, 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 I think he's actually very indicative of just what John Q. Public in the the republic slash empire is probably like i mean he just he wants to live his life oh Mm -hmm. this these people are now in charge well let me let me help out these people you know no and nobody likes weird creepy suspicious folks in your neighborhood so yeah i happen to be friendly with these guys and these people are kind of suspicious yeah i'm just gonna happen to drive by the checkpoint and i don't have any dimes because uh the crew from blazing saddles didn't (laughs) get here with them in time and let's just let's make sure everybody's on the up and up
5: (laughs) yeah I was picturing Freck wearing a a red trucker hat that said "Make the Galaxy Great Again." <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, that, ben, that's really all I was missing. Yeah. Ben. Yeah. Ben goes to the back of the truck and sees the uh, Imperial <coughs> Trump uh, flag uh, yeah. hanging off the back no, of the truck. For
5: sure, was missing a "Make the Galaxy Great Again." Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, missed opportunity when Leia says, "Aren't you going to say hello, Dad?" Oh, crack. I know, and <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know the guys hello, in the ben. writing room are like, "Do we put it in? Do we have him say hello there?" And and <laughs> Ben just says, "Hello." Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, "Oh, missed opportunity!" Didn't,
5: didn't he do it like the same or like a similar situation when they were announcing the yes. show? And it was like, hello, Star Wars. And it's like, oh, come uh, on, man, just say hello there. Uh, like, yeah. we all want it. Just say it. Yeah, yeah.
0: But you know, that's th- that's a great example of not doing the fan service. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, that that would have just put it a little. It would have been like, oh, yes. But then, you had to, you have to do. We probably would have been criticizing it if you, if they'd done it. And think about this for I, a second.
1: We're getting all the intense stuff. We're getting all this incredible content, right? What if what we're just seeing is the origin story of the obi-wan that we know from a new hope that's all we're getting that's hey, it just no, the, the,
2: the yeah. exactly Scott yeah I, I was gonna say that that would that's a moment of fan service that we all would have loved but would not have been earned in this context yeah yeah and to take yeah. Scott's analogy a little further because you're you're totally reading my mind and saying it before the thought is fully formed yeah. if we get to episode six and the end of that origin story and that's a moment where there's a hello there that will feel earned at that point, right? And it will work as fan service because now we're like, oh, we're back to the more confident, little more swagger Obi Wan that we see in Rebels and Episode Four, A New Hope.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Too. Okay, this this is campy. Can, can I'm going to throw my. Could
2: you see this this Obi Wan like stepping in with the dragon no. call of the whatever to scare the sand people away? Like he's very no. very yeah. timid and very cautious. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Stormtroopers joined their. Uh... They get in the back of the truck and say, oh, they're moving us around. We're looking for a Jedi. Uh, The used universe. Looking
2: for a Jedi. Hey, Jedi, have you seen any Jedis? (laughs) No? Okay, keep your eyes open.
0: Stormtroopers are so dumb. You shouldn't really be wearing a Jedi cloak. This guy with long hair and a beard and robes. Have you seen a Jedi around? Yeah.
2: (laughs) I don't understand how stormtroopers reproduce. They never hit anything. (laughs)
0: Uh, Then he actually, Ben, turns and says, oh, they know what they're doing, Leia. And he still is able to convince these dummies that, you know,
1: which, again, a <clears> moment <throat> of fan service uh, in a better way instead of just doing the Jedi mind trick, which he's terrified. He
0: ver- I, were you waiting for it? I was. I was, like, waiting for the, oh, I didn't call her Leia. Yes. You know. yeah. But I love that he had to use a practical method yes. to do the exact same thing. Right. Yep. 100%. And then Leia, so, you know, the Stormtroopers leave the truck and Leia knows that he's been lying. And this is something that Chris has been messaging me about, 6 hivy and Chris Evans. Um, he's been saying that he loves that she is an empath or that she, sorry, that she understands how people are thinking and, and kind of can read minds a little bit. Yes. What's your, what's your take on this guys? I mean, she, she, yeah, go ahead, Nico. Sorry. She's, we know that
5: she's force sensitive, but she never had training Mm -hmm. and she grew up in a house full of, uh, politicians. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it makes sense that she gets to learn how to read people and their emotions and all of that from, you know, her parents, and then you throw on top of it a sprinkling of the force. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no shit, you're gonna have somebody who's great
2: at that. Wait, yep. wait. yeah, she, so, she's probably the best eight-year-old sabic player in the galaxy. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So,
1: so Nico, what you're saying is, no They're, they're yeah. showing somebody that we know in existing canon has the Force ability or has has it in her, but they're doing it in such a subtle way that we get this wonderful little 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 moments, little sprinkles of the Force. Not that she just jumped out of the back of the truck with a lightsaber all of a sudden and knows how to move rocks and boulders and mountains and trees. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: agree entirely. All right. Um, So Leia – oh, Leia says, are you my real father? And uh, Ben says, no, I wish I could say I was. But um, I'm like – yeah, you do. Oh, dude. Yeah, that got, <laughs> that got creepy. <laughs> not you, Steve.
1: But... That, got, that got a little
2: creepy, and that was a little bit of fan service, because there is a corner, there is a dark corner of the internet oh, yeah. that postulates that Luke and Leia were Ben Kenobi's children, not, not Anakin Skywalker's. Wow.
1: <laughs> so it's not the lava that's pissing Anakin off.
0: There's a great no. <laughs> moment, though, in that sequence, and I think this is going to come back. I hope it does. I'll yeah. investigate this, where Ben... Begins to remember his family. He says, I remember my mother's shawl, my father's hand, and a baby. I think I had a brother. Yeah. (laughs) Obi-2. Have we heard anything about Obi-Wan Kenobi's family before this and that he may have had a sibling? Yes. We have.
2: Yeah.
1: Owen Lars is supposed to be Obi-Wan's brother, but that was changed for. That was what? That was changed. That was in one of the original drafts.
0: I've never heard this. Yeah,
1: so Obi Wan and Lars has the connection, and that's how the twins end up going to the Lars family. But in oh. the in the the uh, rewrites of the the multiple drafts
0: of Episode Four script, the first script,
1: uh, no, uh,
0: the prequel stuff. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, Owen Lars becomes Anakin's stepbrother. Huh. So that's how that. Kind of got altered, so there was for a time where Owen was going to be the brother of Obi Wan.
0: See, that's why you—that's why we do this show. We learn from each other. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I've never, well,
2: but I've never heard I, that. To that's your point, awesome. Steve. Yeah. Outside of previously unseen drafts of script, yes, I think that's yes. the first in canon or even legends reference yes. to to Obi Wan's father. I'm not trying to take away from what you just said, Scott. No, not I, at all, please. Because that's fascinating, and I'd never heard it before. But I think. In terms of any product that's been been produced for public consumption, yeah. I don't think we've seen that before. And I sat up and took notice of that. Yes. Because there are story possibilities galore oh, off yeah. of those just couple of dropped kernels.
0: Yes. yes. Well, and that's what that's what Star Wars does and has done for four decades now, is they take these little kernels. Yeah. Right. Uh, many Bothans died retrieving this information. I mean, the Death Star plans and all of that stuff led that led to Rogue One. And just so much to pull from, from these little teeny tidbits. I just love it. In 20 years, are we going to get a story about Ben Kenobi's brother? Oh, no doubt.
1: But what it, I, it, I love that we're having this conversation. But also, in that moment, Dave, there's the, the sprinkling of how he's saying those words. It's almost exactly what Leia says in Return of the Jedi about oh, the flashing memories yes. of her mother... I Good just remember pull. her hair. I remember these little things. Good it's what pull. Obi-Wan was saying. Yes.
2: And I That's a great point. What, what I was going to say is that I would love to see not even so much an Obi-Wan story like that, but I would love to see a a story about what it's like for the Jedi to go and find and identify these Force-sensitive babies, mm. get them from their families and enroll them in the academy. Like I would love to see some type of a story arc that gives us a look at what what is both horrible and glorious all at the same time mm. yeah. and what that's like for the families and for the individuals.
0: Yeah. As you, as you're talking with your hands, Dave your your kitty cat is uh, l- looking to play. <laughs> 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 He's like, are you playing with me? You're talking on a show.
2: Yeah, no, cute. just summer. Summer's very chill. She's very not looking cute. to play. Very yeah. cute.
0: Um, all right. We come at uh, the uh, Ben and Leah uh, and um, uh, driven by their, What's his name again? Frack. Uh come to a border patrol. The 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 We need more dimes. <laughs> the gate. The, the game game game. in the middle of nowhere. Right. And uh uh Ben is forced off the off the truck. A probe droid comes to scan Ben's face he, and all hell breaks loose. He blasts the droid. Uh firefight ensues, and in one of the in one of the most fun shots I've ever seen in Star Wars. Yeah. And one of the most violent things I've ever seen. Ben shoots the guy off the tower. The guy falls and is cut in two yeah. as he falls through the laser gate. And so, just how cool was that? So how do you, how, how, do you multiply ass. Ass. how do you get a bigger army? You just have Obi-Wan
1: Kenobi shoot a couple troopers. And, and I know, dude. And you double the And, size. and I say
2: again, first time a stormtrooper ever hit anything dead center. <laughs> <laughs> also, in the history of Star Wars. Got And also, he did man. it plus humorously. He did.
0: <laughs> that was an amazing shot, and I, I just, it, it's, it's done so eloquently and just perfectly. It's in can it's in universe.
2: It's just perfect. And it's just so Star Wars. It's
1: one of Steve's so, favorite things. It's the. One so let, let me ask a
2: question, though. Oh, that's. And I'm going to ask Greg because Greg's been silent yeah. for a little while. Yeah. Ben Kenobi is a badass shot with that blaster. Yeah.
3: Not not only that, he's he has done everything in the fight scenes up to this moment. In all three episodes, up to this moment right now, he has done everything he can to get into these fights without using the Force. He's using, yeah. you know, he's <clears> using <throat> Judo moves, he's using twists, he's flipping guys, he's, you know, and he's a, an amazing shot with, with the pistol. You know, the, he, there's that one point where the, the Stormtrooper is able to grab Leia, and he goes to drop his gun, and oh. as he's dropping his gun, gets fire is able to fire a shot off, basically... Not looking at the stormtrooper at all, and and takes him out, and and misses Leia somehow.
0: Or maybe he's using the force <laughs> at that well, point a little bit.
3: That's my. That's actually
2: my question. He's, I, I he's. Working, I don't think he is. No, he's working so he hard is. not to use the force. Is he doing all these badass firefight moves, just like a straight up Han Solo badass motherfucker, just shooting people?
3: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I think it is. I think you know he he you know absolutely could have pulled out his lightsaber he didn't absolutely could have tried to influence them with the force he didn't you know he was only using uh just whatever he could do with physical combat Practical. But at this
0: point we don't even know if the lightsaber works. I mean, we haven't even seen it ignited yet. I mean, do the batteries work in that thing? You gotta you better plug that thing in. I mean, you're gonna have to use it in a couple of scenes from now. I just have this vi-
2: <laughs> I just have this vision, like from Oceans Eleven where where they're at the bottom of the elevator shaft and the explosion isn't going off and Matt Damon's like, did you check the batteries on the detonator, George? I'm I'm telling you, man, you lose your focus for just one instance in this game, and people get hurt. And you brought some spare batteries down with him. That's awesome. Oh, my God.
0: Um, All right, they make it to the safe house.
1: Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Sorry, sorry, sorry. Bring it back to the Wilhelm screen real quick. Yeah, so the the cut-in-half trooper moment Mm -hmm. is the Wilhelm screen. I missed it. I missed that.
5: It didn't. Sound like it sounded like somebody trying to recreate the Wilhelm scream.
1: Well maybe they it, all it.
5: it's it was not like a true Wilhelm, but it was like some somebody saying, Oh I could do that. Listen, I have a great impression. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'll have, to, <laughs> yeah, I'll have let's to put it in. I'll have to go back and listen because I, I missed yeah. it if it was the Wilhelm scream. I totally missed yeah. it. Um but yeah, that's that's cool if they put that in there. Um okay, another another set of troops come. They, un- they dismount from their their transport and they are shot from behind by a uh, turncoat, an imperial spy who, who then helps Ben and Leia to a safe house yeah
1: okay this is where I'm gonna give the one critique of this episode okay this was such a missed opportunity because we saw this in the Mandalorian although the the vehicle itself was altered <clears throat> in the Mandalorian they could have had that troop transport that we all had from 1978. <laughs> that we saw just pull up and have all those little boxes pop off with the troopers popping off the side of the, the car. Come on.
0: We saw that in the Mando though. Again, like, it's yeah, altered, cool.
1: though. It's they could have had the actual light gray with the red and black stripes on the side. This would have been the hot rod I, for stormtroopers
2: yeah. to pull I, up. I I think they could have, but I think that would have I feel like this planet has a very light imperial presence. Yeah. Mm. And that would have been that would have been too much it would have been too like oh the empire just has a giant fortress and you know hot and cold running stormtroopers everywhere i feel like that was a more realistic representation of like hey you're in a small town and you just shot the hell out of the the local county sheriff and now the one other county sheriff is showing up
0: Yeah. okay all yeah. right they
2: make it to the safe house Fair enough.
0: really quick the lord the loader droid is uh designation ned b
2: was so- that like a ned Beatty? I don't
0: know homage. I was trying to what figure is, that uh, out. Ned B.
2: No, and, but I think that loader droid. I think that's the the armor shot that we saw in the trailer.
0: Yes, I think
2: that droid is, is the arm, the, what we thought might have been the Obi Wan in the uh, the Tartikoff armor animation. Agree shot. From, yeah. We
0: we and he's gripping the, what, hammer, the some sort of a weapon hammer or something from behind. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat>
0: agree. So so it,
1: this is a terrible thing to even think, but. This was a horrible thing. When, when somebody was cast, if you knew somebody that was in the industry back in the day and they were so excited to get onto a show or a movie and then they give them the, I'm going to call it mute or non-talking part. Mm. And it was so crushing to see like, oh, that type of droid doesn't talk. I'm like, oh, come on. The one cool guy. <laughs> I want to see the talking droid. Right. K2SO was awesome. Yeah. This guy's silent through the whole thing, but it would have been kind of nice to hear a voice with the with the robot then.
0: Uh, she says um, they don't allow them to communicate, but actions speak louder than words. Maybe he's been reprogrammed to uh, you know, provide security or something. Um, we learn that there are safe houses all around the galaxy, that they're trying to link the systems. Obi-Wan gets to the back area of the safe house, and he's looking at the carvings on the wall, and he says Quinlan was here. Yeah. So a reference to Quinlan Voss.
3: Well, and, and I'm not going to get into it now, but they're are and, and and to be quite honest there i don't know even half the names they're talking about but you can look, go on youtube and there are a ton of graffiti names of legends characters yes. like Ooh. like every name in that's carved in there is a legends character yeah oh that's awesome i haven't so, done that yet yeah.
2: cool. i i got three that i'm going to call out right now i saved this article just for scott because scott's our legends guy i want to <laughs> see if he recognizes any of them okay uh valen halcyon
1: yeah I've heard yeah? that. Okay, name. so his
2: name his name on the wall. Roganda Marin.
1: Not as much.
2: Okay, that's apparent. I've never heard of that person either. But apparently in legends, uh, they're an Alderanian, a survivor oh. like Leia. Oh wow! Okay. okay. And uh, Jin Altus.
0: Ooh, my Boy, goodness! Those are. Those are deep cuts. Yeah,
2: That's a deep cut, and she apparently ran a denomination of Jedi who rejected the rules of the Jedi Council.
1: Interesting. Mm. Um, There were other names on there, and the first one you mentioned, Dave, and maybe these other two, I don't know as much. They were in a book, a Legends book now. Um, God, what was it? It's something to do with the Jedi Academy, Uh, like Children of the Jedi or something like that. Yeah. Am, am I? Do you have that information in front of you right there, Dave? I'm pulling from. No, re- I just had
2: this particular uh, this particular article with references to those three, and I, I figured there were more. And Greg just confirmed there were more. So. Yeah, that's
1: cool. Yeah. There that are. Is,
0: I love that they do. They're they're so careful with the details with that. That's awesome. But I'm yeah. almost certain. And correct me if
1: I'm wrong. It's from a book like something about Children of the Jedi, and it is mentioned um, a lot of those other names that we didn't talk about starting basically what essentially becomes the jedi academy hmm. something to that effect I, I it's pulling from the deep
0: dark recesses of my my archive banks here Ben ben reads uh quinn what quinlan carved into the wall only when the eyes are closed can you truly see and then he references the way yeah there's a reference to the way which i thought was interesting um, so, we do have a
1: visual of Quinlan Voss in the prequels. Mm-hmm. He's in episode one. Mm-hmm. There is a scene where he's in the Moss uh, Espa sequence.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember, but I remember talking about it. He's kind of got this it's tribal a pain.
2: Real, It's really brief, quick. Yeah. Anybody can be forgiven for not remembering this. Right. Yeah. But now we got
1: another verification of it. It would be awesome to see a character like that show up mm-hmm. and start to make appearances in these shows. Does he make an appearance in Rebels? Or Clone Wars? I think so. Quinlan Vos? I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Yeah, he's got the kind of yellowish, tannish war paint like on his cheeks. Yeah,
3: I, I'm not sure if it's Rebels or Clone Wars, but it is one of the animated series he does make an appearance in. Yeah. Yours. Okay.
0: All right. So our heroes are back in the, um, the safe house. And Ben sort of folds over, and he looks like he's going to be sick sort of like when he was on the Falcon in a new hope yeah. when Alderon gets destroyed, oh. like he senses a disturbance and Vader is, has arrived. Oh, yeah. He runs out to see the street and he sees the shadow of Vader. We see the shadow of Vader walking in the street. He's clearly looking. He's clearly there, there to find Ben. He has sensed that Ben is there and he's followed his, his presence. He's so he, he, Vader pauses, he, like senses that you, I, I, to me it was pretty clear. He's like sensing Ben is there and he just starts pulling people out of their homes. Oh, God. Uh, he pulls a guy out of the window, holds him up. Another guy comes out of the door, breaks the guy's neck uh-huh. just just for no, just because I'm pissed off and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pull Ben out of hiding by by torturing
3: innocent people. The one dude he drags behind him. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: that was amazing. I, I, and, go ahead, Dave. I no, I was gonna say, and that's that's gotta be the other part of how McGregor is playing this character at this moment, because the Obi Wan that we know and the Obi Wan that he still is, probably deep down inside, would not put up with that. No. Would right. not just sacrifice people to save his own skin. But he's and, trying and- to serve. But he's trying to serve a higher purpose, and he has to stay hiding, and so he has to feel a lot of pain and shame. Every time he lets one of these people die without lifting a finger to do something. Yeah,
3: and and notice the two things you got going on here, uh, along with all the ancillary backgrounds. You hear Vader's breathing you know as as the mechanical breathing as we've all come to know and love it yeah. and then you hear obi-wan's breathing yes. you know just labored and panicked all yeah. in the same in the same <laughs> cadence you know mm. there's all the inhale exhale inhale exhale and it's vader and it's obi-wan and just back and forth and just uh, oh it's just amazing yeah. just the tension that it builds there is amazing
1: seriously i'm so glad you pointed that out Greg, cuz that blew me away and the fact that every time we talk about star wars there's always a western like the old westerns that uh, lucas has drawn from and they've done a great job in the shows now but this is the hero in hiding terrified and it's the villain coming in and just i mean when you say striking fear into a town I thought they could never outdo the, the rogue one stuff. And I know we're not even the hallway scene. We're not even to the point yet that we're discussing, but Mm -hmm. just this moment and Greg, that sound. I mean, I had goosebumps when that was, I was watching that. I'm like,
0: Oh my God. I mean, seriously. Well, the moment that got me was, you know, Vader pulls the guy out of the window and he's holding him up like 10, 12 feet off the ground. And somebody else, runs out of the house to help Yeah, and Vader just slams him against the wall and breaks his neck. Yeah, He's like, I, you know, this is just evil incarnate. He's, 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 and, and Dave, I want to get your take on this. Cause we were not disagreeing, but I think you had a slightly different take on this than I did, but I just feel that this is just Vader at his, at the height of power with, with no holds barred, absolute evil, Willing to do anything, it just doesn't, just absolute disregard. There's no light in him at all, at this point. Later in the series, when we, when Luke feels light in him, there's some light in him. There's nothing. There's zero spark in Vader at this point, and and I love that we get to see this.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, and and I wasn't asking so much that I was that I was disagreeing with you yeah. in our in our text thread about it. But I just—I I thought when you said it, I had recalled you saying something similar about the the Rogue One moment, the the death the death corridor sequence. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to to clarify and make sure: Are you putting it above or below that? And mm-hmm. you immediately came back, "Oh yeah, this is even better than that." Mm-hmm. And, and I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with anything you just said. There is there is no light in him, and it's and it's not that he's being evil just to be evil here. He's being evil with a very specific purpose. Mm-hmm. He wants Obi-wan and he does not care who or what gets in his way. Yeah, there is no remorse, no conscience, no spark of light, no nothing. This is probably Vader at his Anakin at his lowest Nader, you know point mm. emotionally. And evil-wise, he's probably just radiating dark Sith energy off of him.
1: So that's that's amazing. I want to point this out because just what you were saying, Dave, brought something up. If you remember the very first part of episode one, they do the, the flashback. So we have that memory of everything that occurred. One of the parts of that is when... Padme. Part one. Part one. You meant. I'm sorry. Part yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, Did I say episode. You one? said
0: episode, but damn it. And I went to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. it
1: does bring back a moment where Padme is before she's dying tells mm-hmm. Obi Wan that there's still good in him. There's still the light is there, and that's what's amazing. Now, just thinking about that one little clip with this moment, and he's desperately trying to see if there is anything, and there is no light in this moment.
0: Well, somebody eventually is going to watch all of this in sequence, and I think that'll it will make the the when the light does come and is found by Luke, I think it'll it'll be more impactful. Oh, yeah. Right. Because because now we're seeing the deepest level of darkness in Vader. Right. It'll make the light even more uh, shine bright, more brightly. That's what I think is genius about this show. Yeah, that's great. All right. So we finally get to this. Uh, their their first, hopefully not the last in the series, but their first uh, real conflict, Ben versus Vader. And there's uh, a shot with like the left third of the screen is dark. And you see Ben walking up towards the camera and Vader's lightsaber is ignited. That scene, I was sitting in bed. I literally jumped out of bed. I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) That's what I texted you guys. And and this scene has been
3: recreated like. Yeah. Many times throughout the series, with the with the saber igniting diagonally down yes. the screen like that, yes. there are there are several shots. It happens in the Force Awakens. It happens, yes. um, I think, in in the Last Jedi. It happens in uh, I think Return of the Jedi. Um, they've they've recreated this shot several times, and it always looks amazing. Yeah. I, I was, you're right, and that's a good call.
0: And I was not expecting it even the even so i was just not expecting it in that moment and i would it caught me and i (laughs) that's why i'm a star wars fan you guys i don't know yeah i still get geeked about those little things it was such a great shot uh vader says you cannot run obi-wan and uh, the lighting from the lightsabers in these scenes too from both ben and uh and vader's um just looks
3: great um, the, the, I, I think the first time that i remember them really playing with the lighting during these lightsaber fights is uh, attack of the clones actually yes um, you're right when, and and it's always just you know the the look and the sound of the lightsabers is always so impressive and when you put it in the dark where all the illumination is coming from the sabers themselves yeah. um it's just a really a really cool atmospheric effect um i've, I've always liked that and it always looks great yeah. And the
0: red and the blue, and when they're when they come together, it's almost like a little bit of this purpley haze. Yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. It, it's really it's really a nice lighting effect. Um, it's all in my brain. Ben, <laughs> <play>. <laughs> um, um, Ben says, "What have you become?" And Vader says, "I am what you made me." That was awesome. It's awesome.
1: So.
2: Yeah. So a couple things here, real quick though. One, mm-hmm. we have to pause to acknowledge that it's it's you know it's the voice of Darth Vader. Yes, right? they, James, they, James James yes, Jones. They, they, they brought they brought him back to do it again. Is it? I don't think a little bit? that was announced or confirmed prior to this, so that was exciting to to hear mm-hmm, him yeah. do it. What you know, probably one more time. Yeah. But also that moment when Obi Wan has to turn on his lightsaber, and Greg, you and I were talking about that a little bit. Just. Mm-hmm. He's terrified in that moment.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's you know, it's he so- knows the first time he's lit that thing up in, in years. Yeah. yeah.
2: And he it is the last thing he wants to do. And it is the thing he most needs to do. And he just, I, I think, again, I say it all the time, but he is doing such an amazing job of capturing this and making those emotions just inhabit everything that Obi-Wan is doing. There are these rare flashes of him where he's, the old confident Obi-Wan that we're used to seeing from the the episodic movies. Yeah. But they're just flashes. They're just little hints. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's this broken, terrified, out of his mind, guilt-ridden, shame-ridden person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is just amazing. And that all that said, this fight reminded me a little of a fan clip that was put together years ago. Where someone using CGI tried to recreate the original lightsaber duel from episode four A New Hope, but tried to do it the way he thought it should be done, with a, a Vader being much more physically powerful, yeah, and a bend and, and use animation and special effects that just weren't available in nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. And if you can ever find that, it's actually a really cool clip. But this this reminded me a lot of that because Vader is just a force of nature and is overpowering Kenobi. He's
0: fighting with one hand, and Ben is barely struggling to, you know, control the lightsaber with two hands. And Vader is just the man in control, and he actually says, you know, the years have made you weak. And it it shows. Yeah. It shows
2: on Kenobi's putting up less of a fight than Luke did in the early go-round of The Empire Strikes Back. And that was one of my favorite things about Empire Strikes Back is Vader fights Luke one-handed for the first little bit until Luke holds his own and kind of kicks him off of the, the little cliff. Yeah. And yeah. after that, Vader's using two hands on the lightsaber. Vader's like, now I'm taking this MF seriously at this point. Yeah. And, yeah. and,
3: and dominates him the rest of the fight and yeah. eventually it cuts off his little dingus. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to talk about James o. Jones real quick, real, yeah. real quick yeah, because uh, uh, they, he does get a credit in there. Um, and uh, the last time we heard James Earl Jones doing the Vader voice, uh, it he sounded old. Yeah. He sounded really, and, and he does not, he sounds amazing here. Dude is 90 years old, and I did a little bit of research on it, and they used the same effect here that they use for Mark Hamill in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. series, where I think it's his voice, but they've synthesized his voice through a product they call ReSpeecher.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: And so, uh, so James Earl Jones gets the credit, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure it's actually him doing the voice. Um, it may be somebody else that they've synthesized um, his voice over. The fact there, there's a lot of computer alteration that they do to make it sound like. And quite frankly, the, the in in Rogue One, he he sounded old, and and did, the dude yeah. and the dude is 90, so I'll give him the fact that he is old. But I'm do I I am glad that they credit him nonetheless. But yeah. it,
0: it, it, this sounds like The Empire Strikes Back, Vader though. Yeah, I mean exactly. it sounds crisp and and forceful, yeah. and there's no mm-hmm. old man in this voice at all. This is this which, is this is young badass Vader.
2: Yeah, yeah, which up till now we all thought was Vader at the height of his ruthlessness, and now just seems like another day at the office. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, all right, Vader uh, uses. Uh, one hand on the lightsaber, the other hand to force push Ben. That was a nice touch. You should have killed me when you had the chance. He tells Ben. Um, finally, Vader's had enough. He's like, "Okay, I'm done with this." He 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 force chokes Ben, pushes over some sort of combustible ore, uh, lights it on a, f- a flame with his lightsaber. With his lightsaber, which, which is, is such a great effect. Awesome, yeah. so <laughs> badass. Then, uh, Drops Ben in to the fire. Oh, and, no, no. He drags him in. And drags him more deeply <laughs> yes. into the fire, oh. saying, your pain has just begun. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: what I'm saying, this is, oh. this is personal, right? So like yeah. we, We've all seen Vader angry. We've seen Vader uncaring. This is Vader when it's personal, and it yeah. is just terrifying
3: yeah just yeah. that the whole revenge aspect you know the only thing he didn't do was was just like this is what you did to me you know right, it's, right, it right just yeah everything that he feels obi-wan did to him in the past and everything that was obi-wan's fault he's gonna just drag him right through it i mean it's yeah. just oh it was amazingly brutal
2: demonstrating that revenge is not always a dish best served cold <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh
3: that deserves
2: one of those
0: Fuck you, Klingon Proverb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh he uh Vader extinguishes the flame, instructs the stormtroopers, bring him to me. At that very moment, the I, I never caught the name of the Imperial Turncoat spy who ends up shooting, blasting the uh the uh combustible ore, yeah. relights the flame. Goes and saves Ben, pulls him out of there
3: from Game of Thrones.
1: Yes, the yeah. actress
0: from yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah, she
3: was o- Obara Sand. I, pr- I it's Endear is something, but I, I feel that's an Ad- Ad- a, Z moment that I'm having right now. So, oh, yeah. getting a little bit three po would there. Um, that's okay. Uh,
0: and uh, they're about to. Uh, she says, uh, to the loader droid, okay, ready the transport. We need to get him to Jabim, another another planet I hadn't heard of. Yeah. And uh, at the very end, we see that Riva has captured Leia, so Leia is in the hands of the Inquisitors. Yeah. Cut to credits. What an episode! Again,
3: leave you absolutely wanting more. Hey Greg! Hey Greg! You're you're really
0: you're really really yeah. uh, glitching
3: out, oh, there, buddy. Oh
0: no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, can barely hear you. All right. Well, I need to have some stuff. Sorry, man. Uh, part three, incredible, incredible stuff. Uh, I, I I, think I buried the lead in the beginning when I said it was a great, I keep wanting to say episode. Uh, I'm just going to say it, a great episode of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi part three. Uh, I'll go first this time, guys. This one gets five out of five Death Stars for me. I mean, I, I don't know how you can be a star Wars fan and be disappointed with this one. I just, I, I feel like it's hitting all the marks. Yes. You can nitpick. Yes. We can pick little things out of it that maybe you want to improve or a missed opportunity. But for me, five out of five, uh, Nico. Oh, Greg, five out of five stars. Uh, he is on silent mode right now. Nico, what say you, um, um, how many death stars? Yeah. For
5: you? Oh yeah. This episode was, it was great. Um, uh fantastic i will give it um i'll give it third degree burn out of five
2: (laughs) (laughs) love it uh david what's i am gonna go out on a limb here and i'm gonna give it six out of five stars wow bonus star from dave
0: And uh, Mr. Avansky, what say you?
1: I'm going perfect. Five out of five. It redeemed something. We got all the great stuff we talked about, but it did something I didn't think would do, and it really made that Leia character. There were moments with her that I felt like that's what I'm looking for, that kid actor. That was just—it was intense.
0: We didn't really talk about yeah. her, but there was a couple scenes where she she showed some real fear, and she's she's. A, I think they found a good little actress in.
2: Yeah. Her. Yeah. Get actors are notoriously extremely tough, and, and they did a good job with her. Really? Yeah. They, they really yeah, bounce it. With and
0: really? Deborah
2: Chow, man,
0: gosh, crushing it. So we got good the job. we got the Chow,
1: the Filoni, and the Fabro team. It's just going to rock.
2: Throwing to Bryce Dallas Howard in there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Yep. Just give her a trilogy of movies. All right. I'm down.
0: Well, uh, we got another episode coming up this week, guys. Uh, every Wednesday on Disney Plus, we'll have another, for the next three weeks, anyways. Yeah. We'll have another release of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we will be here to review part four of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Until then, have a great week, and may the Force be with us all.